Thank you for listening to the Celebration Church podcast. For more information about Celebration Church, go to ccacron.org. There you will find information about our church, upcoming events, and how to make a contribution to the ministry of Celebration Church. We hope this message is an encouragement to you. You never know. Uh, but I, I want to give you some scriptures tonight and in regards to laying on of hands and what the Bible says about laying on of hands. In Hebrews 6, it actually says that laying on of hands is a fundamental doctrine. And we've, we've actually, you know, it's, it's one of those things that in, in the church world we've kind of moved away from. And if we do believe in it, we believe in it as an act of um, ordination or blessing versus an act of transfer of anointing. And we've moved away from that um, teaching. And we see this as, uh, this is fundamental in Jesus' ministry. Laying on of hands was fundamental in his ministry. And there was so it was more than just laying hands on someone. When Jesus laid hands on, on people, on, on those that he was ministering to, something happened to them. <laughs> Amen. Something happened to them. It wasn't just a general, you know, let me bless you. But when he laid hands on people, there was a transfer. There was, a, there was something tangible that moved into their body that caused sickness and disease to move out. <laughs> when, when the power of God moved in through Christ into the person he was laying hands on or speaking to, there was something that took place, something that happened. And we, we believe that. You know, we don't just haphazardly lay hands on people. But there, there is power, there is transfer of, of anointing when you lay hands on people. There ought to be something that tangible that goes into them. That happens when you touch them. Now, you need to start laying hands on people at work. How'd that go? That's awesome. So what happened? Come up here. You something happened. You so what happened the other night? Here, you, I forgot all about this until I just stood in front of you. You stay there. We've got other catchers. You're fine. Okay. So uh, forgive me. This is going to sound like an infomercial there, and that's not all. So just hang on. So let's see. Um, my friend Sandy at work. Oh, you guys are ready. That's good. That's good. Uh, my friend Sandy at work, she's had a lot of numbness in her legs. And on Thursday or Friday, she told me, the doctor said, nope, it's never getting better. Your, your legs are going to be numb forever. And so I knew, lay your hands on her, lay your hands on her. And of course, I'm a coward. So I didn't. Um, but before I left her desk, I said, you know what? God's going to heal you. And I believe that. So fast forward a few days. We're here Saturday, Saturday night, came up to get prayed for, fell on the floor. <laughs> That's not a big deal, right? Um, and I, I couldn't move my legs. They were completely numb and kind of warm. It was like Mandy and Jen got up around me and I said, well, I'm not going to get up because I can't move. Um, I'm really believing that God is working on my, my legs for Sandy and not my stupid knee that's been bothering me for a few weeks. Side note, my knee feels 100% better. That's a different story. 
Um, so Mandy and Jen are like, hey, well, okay, we'll pray with you. So they put their hands on my legs, and we're like, oh, my goodness, you're on fire. Like, literally, I, we can, they could barely keep their hands on my legs. They were so hot. Um, so got up off the floor about 11 o'clock, emailed Sandy, and said, how are your legs? Didn't hear anything from her. She doesn't work on the weekends or check her emails because she likes to be a hermit, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> so this morning, I'm looking for her. I'm looking for her. I couldn't find her. Went over to see her about noon, and I said, how are your legs? They're still numb. But hey, thanks for that email. And I said, you know, that's, that's okay. I was praying for you, and I really thought you, that your legs would be fine today. But that's okay that they're not. God's still going to heal them. Yeah. And we talked about a few other things. And then right before I left her desk, she said, hey, you're going to think I'm crazy. Just crazy. Um, and maybe I was dreaming. I don't know. But about 11 o'clock on Saturday night, I felt something knocking on the bottom of my legs. And so I thought it was a dog. I got up, and the dog was across the room. I thought, well, that's weird. I must be dreaming. So I went back to bed, and I woke up again, knocking on my legs. <laughs> and I just laughed and said, so, no, I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. I said, I don't think for a moment you're crazy. Um, I think that was 100% God. That's almost the exact time I got up off the floor, and I told her that whole story. Um, so I said, God is going to heal you. So... I'll, I'll talk to you later, right? There's more. Wait, oh, there's more. Okay, there's there's more. a lot more. So um, get back to my desk, and Mandy, I was telling Mandy what was going on, and she said, well, did you invite her to church? I said, oh, my God. You're such an idiot, Alicia. Okay, so I'm at my desk, and I <laughs> sent her a message saying, hey, you want to come to church with me? And she said, you know what? My dad's in the hospital. He's having surgery today. I need to go to the hospital. Okay, that's fine. Oh, but could you pray for him tonight? Oh, you better believe it. I'm going to pray for him right now. I'm going to pray for him tonight. I'm going to pray for him tomorrow. Healing all over, right? And then a few minutes passed, and she said, by the way, is your church charismatic? Because I've heard about those before. <laughs> um, so over Instant Messenger, I literally told her everything. I said, my church is Pentecostal. We believe in the entire Bible. We believe in God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. By the way, he healed people in the Bible. He can heal you now through, your, through the Holy Spirit. Period. Right? So no big deal. That's coming. That's coming. Maybe tomorrow, maybe the next day. I don't care. It's coming. Um, go on through my day. My other friend comes up to me and says, how are you doing today? She said, you know, I've had a headache for four days. <laughs> said, I've got some hearing loss, and it's getting worse, and that's what's causing the migraines. And I said, you got to lay hands on her. you got to lay hands on her. What are you doing? You're crazy. I said, Shannon, would you like me to pray for you? <laughs> she said, yeah, 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 come on. Yeah, I said, come on to my office. So I lay my hands on her ears. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the email saying it's fine. She left before I cut back up with her, but I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for it. Yeah, I think that's all. Yes. Oh, yeah. And then, like, I'm in a meeting with my boss, and he's asking about the weekend. And I'm saying, thanks. I did forget to invite Shannon to church, too, because I'm an idiot. Um, a lot of these end with, because I'm an idiot. It's all right. I'm learning. It's okay. God can use idiots. <laughs> exactly. So I'm in my boss's office talking about the weekend, and he goes, oh, how was your weekend? I said, I was at church all weekend. What? Yeah, we had, a, we had a missionary from Tanzania, and I was in church all weekend, and I'm going back tonight, and I'm telling him how awesome it is, and he's just like, what? 
what? So that's coming too. <laughs> I think that's all. Did I miss something? Okay, awesome. So now can you come up here? You. <laughs> we're, we're, you're going to put your hands on her legs and we're going to pray for her. <laughs> the anointing is in the cluster of the grapes. <laughs> Jesus, stretch your hands. There's a joke there. Just stretch your hands towards uh, Alicia. We're going to pray for her friend. Thank you, Lord. You want to come? Lord, right now, wherever this... What's her name? Sandy. Sandy's, Sandy's legs are healed in Jesus' name. That every bit of feeling returned to those legs and whatever the root cause of this is gone, leave her body in the name of Jesus, Lord, as a sign and a wonder to your power at work in her in Jesus' name. And give your servant boldness. And she'll not forget to invite people to know you and come to church and all those great things in the middle of all of it. Stretch forth your hands as you did in Acts 4, Lord, and perform signs and wonders and give your servants boldness. Just got to open up your mouth. Just got to open up your mouth. In Luke chapter 4, I'll stay on this side of the pulpit. In Luke chapter 4 and verse 40, it says, When the sun was setting, all those, all everybody say all those. All those who had any that were sick with various diseases brought them to him. And he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. And demons also came out of many, crying out and saying, You are the Christ, the Son of God. In Matthew, Matthew records the same thing and says, When evening had come, they had brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with a word and healed all who were sick, and it, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Isaiah the prophet, saying, He himself took up our infirmities and bore our sickness. Everywhere Jesus went, there was a crowd that followed him. They were hearing about the miracles, the signs, and the wonders, the things that were taking place, and he was laying hands on them and ministering to them, and miracles were happening. So we see here in Jesus' ministry, in Luke chapter 40, after he had healed Peter's mother-in-law, or yes, mother-in-law, excuse me, that, that he healed all who had sickness. In Matthew chapter 6, in Matthew 6, in verse 5, it says, I'm sorry. I'm going to get the right scripture here. might help. Sorry, Mark. I have to get in the right Bible book here. <laughs> Mark chapter 6 and verse 5 says, 
He could do no mighty work there except that he laid his hands. Remember, Jesus went to Nazareth and there was little faith. And so he, he could do no mighty works. But what did he do? He laid hands on a few of the sick people and he healed them. So again, we see Jesus laying hands on the sick. In the next chapter, Mark 7, verses 31 And he again departing from the region of Tyre and Sidon, he came through the midst of the region of Decapolis, the Sea of Galilee, and they brought to him one that was a deaf mute. And they begged him to put his hands on him. So again, they not only was Jesus doing this ministry, but the crowds recognized Jesus' M.O. They had, they had followed Jesus long enough and saw his ministry enough to the people that now they're recognizing his M.O. and saying, Jesus, what you've done for others, we have a deaf mute, do to him, lay hands on him. Of course, Jesus was a little extreme. <laughs> he, always, you know, he always did things out of the box. Right when you think you've got him figured out, he goes and does something a little different. And he took him aside from the multitude and he put his fingers in his ears and he spat and touched his tongue. Now, you don't have to worry tonight. I don't intend on spitting on anybody's tongue. I might stick my fingers in your ears, but I won't spit on your tongue. I might slap you or punch you or put my foot on your belly or something, but I won't spit on your tongue, I promise. The health department would have a fit with Jesus' ministry. <laughs> <laughs> and looking up to heaven, he sighed and said to them, Ephata, be open. <laughs> be opened. Tonight, some of you need to be opened. Opened up. You need to be cracked open. Break us open. Break us open. You've, you, you know what, what? Immediately, his ears were open, and the, the, the mute of his tongue, the, the impediment of his tongue was loosed, and he spoke plainly. Now, I, I just, I'm going to pause here on this story because I think this is worth just spending a moment on that when Jesus' saliva touched that man's saliva, I know this is just a wonderful picture here, you know, if you're a germaphobe, just have grace <laughs> with me for a moment, but, but when, when, when Jesus' saliva touched that man's saliva, something happened to his mouth, his mouth and he spoke, be opened. There's a connection here that I want to point out. Uh, oftentimes in Jesus' ministry, most of the time, when, when he lays hands on someone or ministers to someone, it is combined with a, a vocal command. It is a release of faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of the Lord. So it's a vocal command. It's an understanding. Even if even if you can't hear it, it's still a release of the Word of God into that situation, into that circumstance. And the connection that I want to make here is that the anointing is, is activated by, it's transferred by laying on of hands, and it is activated by faith through hearing. And so oftentimes you'll, you'll notice that when we lay hands on folks or, uh, you know, we minister to people, there is a command that happens simultaneously. And it's not, it's not a nice prayer, oh, Lord, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord to take the pain away and it's going to be, you know, all better. Go sit down. 
No, there's a command. There we take authority. We have authority. Jesus has given us authority over sickness. Knees, be healed. And knees pop into place. <laughs> you know, that's what happens. You begin to speak what God is speaking over that situation. The problem is we don't know what God's saying, so we don't know what to speak. So Jesus had, Jesus said, what I see my father do, I do. So he's following. You all right? How's your legs? Got her? Okay. I'm good. I told her to call so there is a there is a transfer there's a there's a transfer of anointing by laying on of hands and the voice be open. When the man's mouth opened, he began to speak plainly. And the Lord wants you to open up your mouth and speak plainly. I'm not talking about in the natural, but there are there are those who are hurting that are broken that need to encounter the presence of God, the power of God for themselves, and it's going to happen by you opening up your mouth. It's going to happen by you laying hands, God using you in a supernatural way. Amen. How many of you believe God wants to do that in your life? It's awesome. I didn't look up, so if you didn't raise your hand. Matthew 16. I'm sorry, Mark 16. I keep saying Matthew. In Mark 16, Jesus commands us in verse 18 that we are to lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So we are, we are commanded to do as Jesus did, to continue on in his ministry. In Luke chapter 13, I'm just jumping through some scriptures here with you tonight. As I said, I'm not, my intention was to not preach a message. I'm just giving you a foundation for what, what's happening. In Luke chapter 13, and verses 10 through 13, it says, Now he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath, and behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity for 18 years. She, she had a uh, disease, an illness that caused her to be bent over, and she couldn't raise herself up that the spirit of infirmity was infecting her body for 18 years. Now, uh, l- let me just, we read things like this and we, we don't necessarily compute. If you've, if you've been bent over for 18 years, can you imagine the, the, your spine and the muscles and the nerves and all of those things are now out of whack? Not only is there a spiritual um, effect on her, but her physical body has conformed to what the, what the demonic spirit was saying. And that's, you know, Christians, we do that. We listen probably sometimes more to the devil than we do to the word of God and what truth is. And then all of a sudden we've fashioned our lives, we formed our lives around a lie. Anybody hear what I'm saying? We formed our lives around a lie and we don't even know the difference anymore. This woman for 18 years had lived a lie. She was living a lie. She was living according to this spirit of infirmity and knew no different. And the word of the Lord spoken over her, Jesus told her to be loosed from that and and he laid hands on her. There There was a release of the demonic spirit that was attached to her. It wasn't a possession type thing that was happening. She was still in full control of her, of her physical body. She still had control of her, of her you know, mind and things. She wasn't in a total possession sort of state as we see some. 
But she's vexed, she's tormented by this evil spirit that has her been over for 18 years. And one moment, one word of truth liberated her and caused her to come up straight. And so sometimes we have to begin to, well not sometimes, all the time, we got to begin to speak truth and the word of God over those situations that we face and allow, allow our spirit man and those that we minister to, to receive truth and to begin to line up with the truth and not with what the enemy is saying, not with what the lie that has been spoken. Sometimes it's a lie over you'll never be good enough. You know, there are going to be folks that you encounter in life. Maybe some of you in the room tonight, you've heard that. You'll never be good enough. You'll never do it. You'll never amount to And we begin to form our lives around the lie. And then we never launch out into the deep with with God. We never go out into the deep places because we're afraid I'm going to be a failure. I can never do that. I don't have what it takes. You don't. You probably don't. (laughs) That's why God's calling you out into the deep waters. That's why God's saying, come out with me. Come out into the places of uncertainty. Come, Come walk on the water with me. You probably don't have what it takes. But sometimes it takes Jesus telling us to do things that we can't do in our natural strength to realize we've been believing a lie. I don't know who I'm talking to tonight, but I'm talking to somebody. Been believing a lie, and, and you wouldn't have even noticed. You would have never even realized you were believing a lie had Jesus not walked onto the scene and said, you need to come out a little bit deeper. He starts preaching the truth. He starts ministering in the synagogue. He starts rearranging the furniture of your life. And you would have never known that there was even an even a inkling of light because you were deceived. Isn't that what deception is? Deception is you don't even know that you're deceived. You're in deception. You're lost. It's like being in the woods at night with no map and no flashlight and no sense of direction. And you can't see the stars on the moon. You're just kind of out there in, the, in no man's land. And you just have to feel your way through. That's what deception is. And this woman had been there for 18 years. And Jesus came and he spoke one word and she was liberated. He laid his hands on her and he spoke and she was healed. Throughout the New Testament, I can go into others, but uh, I won't take the time. But throughout Acts, you see Paul laying his hands on people and they're getting baptized in the Holy Spirit. They're being healed. Ananias laid his hands on Paul. The scales fell off of his eye. He was baptized in the Holy Spirit. And we know, of course, Ananias and his ministry to Paul. And so that's, that is biblical foundation for laying on of hands. And that's, you know, it's not just something that we do as a good gesture. We do this... Because it's the ministry of Christ. It's his ministry. And he, is, he has commanded us to do likewise. And, you know, when you're facing... I'm going to jump back to Alicia's and I'm going to wrap up. But when you're facing a situation with a coworker or a friend and, and they're telling you, I, you know, I'm sick or whatever the case is, and you're like, I know I need to minister to them. And you're, you're looking at them and, and you're thinking, well, if I lay hands on them and they don't get healed, well, this is going to be bad, right? <laughs> or I'm going to look like an idiot, you know? Well, let me help you with that. You, you just tell them, I'm practicing. <laughs> I'm just trying this out. You know, my pastor told me I need to lay hands on people. And so I'm going to try it out. I'm going to see how it works. Is that okay? You just take a step of faith. God always honors 
He always honors a step of faith. Even if, it, even if you don't see an immediate result, God always honors. He is a rewarder of those who seek him. There is always a reward for a step of faith. He's, you know, Egan said it the other night, God, God's not treating us like dogs that if we respond, he'll give us a treat, you know. <laughs> we're his children. He, we're not his dogs. He's, he rewards us with himself. He rewards us with his goodness. And so just step out and see what the Lord will do. Hallelujah. I'm going to, uh, if y'all want to come back. Actually, let's do this. Um, can we put on uh, essence? Let's just do that. Can we put on essence? And um, here's what I, I'd like to do. We've already prayed, you know, and laid hands on folks for, for some ailments and things tonight. But, but I want to take time. You, you can get rid of this. Um, I want to take time tonight to minister to, to everyone. That's why we're going to put on essence so we don't have to worry about, um, you know, anything on the stage. But um, I just want to take time because I, I think everyone in this room probably needs something from the Lord tonight. I think everyone in this room could use refreshing more, a, a miracle, uh, you know, restoration. I don't think there's one person in the room tonight that couldn't say, I, I need something from the Lord. If you're perfect tonight, you came to the wrong place. <laughs> We're a bunch of imperfects. So if you, if you need something from the Lord tonight, uh, which I'm sure we all do, we're going to take time and minister. And, you know, people say, well, I don't want to fall on the floor. Well, nobody asked you to. <laughs> we don't take a survey when we line you up saying, will you fall or will you not fall? By the way, as a side note, all of our catchers are fully equipped with tasers to make sure that you do fall. I mean, I mean we, don't, we don't do that. <laughs> we don't do that. So you just receive from the Lord however you receive. And just be, be, be open, be receptive. Let the Lord touch you. Whatever that looks like, it's going to be powerful tonight. Thank you, Lord. Do we have that rolling? Yeah, once they get that rolling, I'm just waiting on, uh, I'm waiting on that. So hallelujah. Why don't we stand together? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you tonight for all that you've done over the, over the course of the past few services. Lord, we thank you for the miracles. We thank you for the lives that have been changed. Lord, we thank you for people that have encountered your presence and encountered your goodness. Lord, people that maybe have felt like the world has given up on them and even maybe you had given up on them. But Lord, they've encountered you this weekend. We thank you for that, Lord. Lord, we rejoice in that. Lord, we... We know that whatever lies ahead, Lord, we're not going back as a church to what was, but Lord, we're looking forward. Lord, we're looking ahead. The best is yet to come. Lord, we know the best is yet to come, and we thank you for what's happened, but Lord, we know there's greater. And so we ask you, Father, that, that you would just continue your work, continue your work in our church, Lord, and we just say, here we are. We, we want to be used by you. Thank you, Lord. Just come find a place around the front, whether you kneel, stand, or whatever. Just come come and get as close to the stage as you can. We're going to take time. You come. The altar's open. Come find a place. Don't make me come get you. Come on. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. Yeah, that's the kind of hunger that we need. Every one of us. Thank you, Lord. 
Come find a place. Thank you, Jesus. If you need to go, you're free to go, but we're just going to minister. Come come close. Come close to the stage. We're going to minister to folks tonight. Lay hands on folks. God's going to touch you in a supernatural way. Can we turn that music up? That would be wonderful. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for joining the Celebration Podcast. For more information, visit ccacron.org or call us at 330-762-7458. You can also download the Celebration app from iTunes or the Android store. With my father, it's so hard.